ourselves away. Oh, that's what you need from us today. You need from us today to just give ourselves, get out of your way. And let God be God. God, help us to stay out of your way so that you can do what it is we make us do what we ought to be doing. Come with us now to the New Testament Gospel of John. John, Jesus' best friend. John would let you know in a moment that he was the one who Jesus loved. John Chapter 9, verses 1 through 12. John chapter 9, verses 1 through 12. And as you're able, we invite you to stand out of respect for the word of God. And to listen now for the word. As he walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned. He was born blind so that God's work might be revealed in him. Oh, we must work the work of him who sent me. While it's still day, cause night is coming when no one can work. And as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And when he had said this, he, he spat on the ground and he made mud with the saliva and spread the mud on the, on the man's eye, saying to him, go wash in the pool of Shalom, which means scent. Then the man went and he washed and he came back able to see. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, is this not the man who used to sit and beg? And some were saying, that's him. Others were saying, no, that's not him, but it, it is someone like him. And he kept saying, I'm the man, I'm the same man. But they kept asking, him, then how were your eyes opened? And he answered, the man called Jesus. He made mud, spread it on my eyes. Then he said to me, go to Siloam and wash. And then 
I obeyed. I went and washed, and then I received my sight. And they said to him, where is he? He said, I do not know. The word of God for the people of God, thanks be to God, you may be seated in the presence of God. Now I want to pray with and for me. Oh Lord, as I stand before your beautiful people, Have you been talking to me as you always do? Open our eyes to hear your word. Open our hearts to receive your word. Open our souls, our spirit, and our mind to do Please allow now the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for you are my strength and you are my redeemer. I need you now as always. In Jesus' precious and holy name I pray. Let the church say amen. Smile, everybody. Our sermon topic for today is just do what Jesus says. Just do what Jesus says. These times are new times. They're different times. Things are happening that we have never, ever seen happen before. Confusion is everywhere, and we seek answers from people and from things and from ourselves. But I encourage you now to hear the word of the Lord and that we learn to do, just do what Jesus said to do. So we're going to get some insight today, um, the point today by examining this scripture and receiving from God the lesson he wants us to learn from this scripture lesson. And he wants the church to leave more enlightened and obedient people. In the beginning of our lesson, we see Jesus passing by a man who was blind from birth, and his, his disciples asked him, they said, Rabbi, teacher, 
You know, pastor, who sinned? This man or his parents, that he was born blind? Well, now we need to understand that in Jewish culture at that time, it was really common practice and belief that trouble and calamity or suffering was the result of some sin that we had committed and not so much has changed even today. Many people believe that the reason uh, that they are in the mess they're in is because of something they did in the past. And now they're just reaping what they sowed. We need to be able to discern because that may be true, but it may not be true. And so this lesson this morning teaches us another reason that people go through what they go through. Are you listening? Child of God, I know that, that you are aware of the fact that people will think things about you and me that are simply not true. Oh, I need to hear an amen. Just like the disciples were doing in our lesson when they asked, who sinned? Listen to me today, beloved. You cannot stay in a situation believing that you deserve it because of what people have said or, or, or because of what people may say. Listen to me, listen to me. If you have tried your best, if you have showed godless sorrow for your sins, if you have thirsted for a relationship, not with people, but with the Lord, if, if, if you have overcome some bad habits, if you have overcome some ugly weaknesses, if you've overcome some insecurity, my Lord, if you have grown in your relationship with the Lord, then be gentle with yourself. Stop blaming yourself for everything that's gone wrong in your life. Because the Lord just may be using you and me to teach the world a lesson. That's all. That's all. And beloved, on the other hand, we better understand that just because things are going well in our lives doesn't mean that we're better than those who are suffering. Oh, I need to hear an amen. Somebody, somebody, you are talking about God is using them to teach you a spiritual lesson. Oh, wait a minute. Just need to be quiet and just learn something. Just, just learn something. Because the word of God promises the first shall be last, and the last shall be first. If you're in touch with what God is doing in the world today, that's happening. That's happening. People who used to be in the majority are now gonna be in the minority. Those who used to be in poverty Watch God. 
bless them with riches. Those countries that have been called third world countries may be the very countries that are left when the rest of us are gone. Oh, you better watch what God is doing today. He's doing a new thing. Do we not perceive it, church? He's doing a new thing. They said, oh, Rabbi, teacher, teacher, pastor, who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, it was not that this man sinned or his parents but that the works of God might be made manifest in and through him. Then he says, we must work the work, work the work of him who sent us while it's still day. While it's still day, because night comes when no one can work. This answer is the question we ask when we ask, why do good people suffer? Why do, why do good people suffer? As if we so good. Because you can't be good enough to enter the kingdom of heaven unless you have Jesus in your heart. So we need to tell the world that says, I'm a good person. Well, that don't mean you're going to heaven. Because none of us are good enough to live in eternity with a holy God without a holy God inside of us. Help me up in here, somebody. This man had not sinned or his parents. He was a good man, but he was blind. So that God could use his situation for Jesus to show off his power. Oh, people come to church to show off. I was up crying last night. It's God and I. I cry for the church today. I cry for the church. Of Jesus Christ today. And, and I just didn't start crying today. I've been I've been around so many churches and I'm crying for the church today. This man had not sinned nor his parents. He was a good man. But he was blind so that God could use his situation for Jesus to show off. God uses people to display the work of God to those who do not believe. God is using everything because he loves us so much. He's using everything. Wars, weather, death. Plagues. God said, because you just kind of don't get it. So I'm just going to try to make it clearer to you. I'm going to just do things that you know I'm doing. 
I'm going to do things that you had no control over. And I let it happen. The church ought to be packed with what's going on today in the world. There should be no little churches. And there, there should be no empty churches with what's going on in the world today. If God used this man because he was good, if you are really good as a Christian, then you'll know God may be using you. But he's using you for something. Because the world is now filled with people who don't know God because the church has left them out because some people, so... Today are just good for nothing. Child of God, here's the question many people ask. Oh, they do ask us, why do good people suffer? And I'm glad you asked because many times good people suffer because good people are anointed. I say that a lot. Some people are not strong enough for God to use them. Some people are not sane enough for God to use them. This man had not given up in his blindness. Something within him assured him that his blindness would not be forever. Some people would fall apart and give up in the bad situation. They, they, they wouldn't make good examples of a Christian's faith in God. Some people don't have the faith to struggle. Just was, and, and some people can't be trusted. I love this thing. With trouble. Jesus was the perfect man. And he suffered. I remember I was in the car one day with my children taking them to school. And they were just complaining and going on. And I'm saying, you know what? Jesus didn't complain and he was getting ready to die. they like, what's she talking about? We, we, we run from suffering, not knowing that the one we worship, he suffered, bled, and died. Ah, oh, we must work the work of him to who sent us while it's still day. Because all the signs are here now. Night's coming. Night's coming. So... While the blind man was a, a good man, but he was blind so that God could use his situation for Jesus to show off his power. God uses good people to display the work of God to those who do not believe. Do you know how many people in this country that on our coin has that we believe in God and all that? Don't go to church and are not saved in America today. We're talking about a country that says it's Christian. We're talking about a country that says in God we trust. And yet, there are people leaving the church 
like never before. But now, in the meantime, in the meantime, in the meantime, don't think God's not doing his work now. That, that's, some, that's some other churches. They're healthy and moving and doing what, what, God, what God says to do. But every church ought to examine itself. Every denomination ought to be examining itself. Things are happening in this denomination that you belong to that you don't even take time to know about. 2,000 churches so far have disaffiliated with this denomination. Most of them churches of wealth. They didn't think about that. <laughs> they didn't think people would leave. Some churches are saying they're not leaving over any issues. They're just leaving because this denomination is caught up in the world and not in God. I'm praying. I'm praying, but I know that if the United Methodist Church is dissolved, some experts say it will be, that God did it. And we did it. So don't get this my don't get caught up. I, I'm not caught up in a denomination. I, I'm here because you let they let women in, even though they treated us bad. I'm I'm doing what God told me told me to do, but I'm not, I'm not caught up. I'm not attached to a place. Are people, are things. If God said, Lydia, it's time to move on, go somewhere else, start whatever he says do, I'm going to do it. The problem with people today is that we are listening to each other. We're going to go to hell for a friend. For a denomination. Because we put people more important to us than God's word. Let, let me, I'm just, you have no idea of how I weep over this. And God is speaking so loudly. So loudly. And so when God is using us to struggle and to examine and to go through life from, from now on when you find yourself in a mess and ask yourself the question, why me? Answer yourself and say, it's because I'm anointed. It's because I'm a Christian. Ain't no time to be playing. Too many signs of the end I got to get my act together because I ain't going to heaven just because my name is on a church roll. Ooh. 
sometime the whole church is not going to heaven and your name's on it. Oh, Lord, help me. And did you know that when you learn to go through your suffering knowing that God's hand is in it for some good, then you just you chill out. Even in the middle of all of this, you just chill out. When we finally learn that God will not give us more than, you, than we can bear, even when it feels like it, we can just chill out. And we learn to chill out because it's in our chilling that we pray a new kind of prayer. You know, there are some church folk, God have to lay, they have, they have to get sick to pray. They, they have to get a new call before they pray. They have to eat the kind of food they like before they pray. God say, if I have to do all of that to make you pray to me, I will. Because he loves us. Beloved, when other people see how we react to trouble, then we become the catalyst, the triggers. The triggers, their belief in God and they want what we have because they began to see what we got. A young person told me once that, Pastor, why, why would I be a Christian? I know Christians, they don't have nothing. They don't do nothing. Do you know in the day when the pastor was all dressed up and the church took care of the pastor and the pastor had gold and diamonds and a big old car and all like that and the church let the pastor in the community shine? A kid said to me, back in the day you wanted to be like that pastor. Back in your day, you say, I want that God. Look how that God takes care of his own. I want that God. And now, today, people don't trust pastors, don't believe in pastors, dog pastors out, don't have any respect. And who's elevated now in our communities to look like you blessed materially to a child is a dope dealer. So children say, oops, I want to be like that. Because people say, if the pastor can't be taken care of, I don't want that kind of God. I, I, I don't go where I can make some real money. The world has changed. The Bible says, touch not my anointed. Do my prophet no harm. You know why? Because we're supposed to be the show off in the community. <laughs> Look what God can do for you when you love God. 
the church. The church has no respect for the things that God does. The things that God loves. The things of God. The Lord says the time's getting late. It's getting late. I need you to trust that I'm using you to get a lot done in a little time for the night's coming when no person can work all because whatever we're going through in these last days is getting the world and us ready to enter into eternity. So, so consider yourself special when the Lord's using you to show the world that he is the light of the world. Feel special when the Lord chooses you to teach the world through your suffering that he is the answer to their hope, their healing, and their wholeness. The world is ready to lean from us, learn from us that even in our suffering, we know that he is the way, the truth, and the life. We know that when we trust and obey the Lord, there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. And then Jesus took this troubled, suffering, hurting man, and he did something strange to him, and then told him to do something even more strange. Because Jesus will tell us to do some strange things. Jesus will test. That's what he's doing to the church. He will test our faith. He will test our obedience. Jesus will test us. He's, Jesus is just, here Jesus stopping by the roadside where lots of people passed. Because the man wouldn't have been there in a begging spot if there weren't a lot of people passing. You know, people used to pass the church because it was the building that stood out in the community. And if you wanted to see how people dressed, even though, and you just go to church. Black people would dress up for the Lord. They had an Esther spirit. Esther say, I'm gonna prepare for the king of kings and the Lord of lords. We just, we just copying Esther. That's what we, we used to do. Now church doesn't matter that much anymore. And so pastors have taken the robe off because they don't want nobody to know what they do. The only profession I know that won't wear their uniform. You see, the uniform says something. That was God's idea. Uniform says something. Ah, oh, here we see Jesus spitting on the ground and then making clay with the spittle to put on the man's eyes. Now, that was weird and embarrassing enough. But to add to that, Jesus then told him to go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And did the man say, why are you asking me that? The man said, did you check with the administrative council about this, Jesus? Jesus, have you, have you checked with the people who've been in the church for years and years and years? The man didn't say nothing. The man just obeyed. 
you imagine a blind man, listen, groping and fumbling and bumping into people with mud and clay across his eyes trying to get to a pool and wash. Now, some of us would not have done that. It's true. We wouldn't have done that because we are more worried about the reaction of people than obeying Jesus. We, we, we are too dignified to have mud placed in our face and then be told to go somewhere and we can't even see. You know how we are sometimes. Jesus will tell us to shout and we hold back. Jesus will tell us to pray for somebody and we're scared of what they'll say. Jesus will tell us to put money in somebody's hand and we have to think about it. Jesus will tell us to give somebody something, and we are afraid of their reaction. Jesus tells us to call somebody on the phone and give them a word of encouragement, and we make up all kind of excuses. Jesus tells us to testify on our jobs, but no, because that would be, that would not be politically correct. When the Lord tells us to do something, we have all these thoughts going through our mind today. It's like, what would our friends and family think? What will strangers on the streets say? We have to have it all together when we go out in public, don't we? Don't we? We, we, we would have never allowed Jesus to do something like that to us, and we would not have gone to the pool either because we think my hair might go back. Oh, but listen, if Jesus wants us to do something, we better learn to answer, beloved, today. Yes, Lord, yes. We better do it when he tells us to do it. You know what? I was, I was the kind of, some of you were, I don't know if all of you. But, but I was the kind of child who didn't like to get in trouble with grown folk. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like to get in, in trouble. See, back in the day, them grown folk would teach you obedience so you could transfer that to obeying God. Don't think that you can do anything and meet God in glory. Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. The world can talk about all this kind Love, unconditional love, means that you can do anything you want to do, and people better love you anyway. The devil is a lie. God's love is an if-then kind of love. If you do this, then I'll do that. You can't do anything you want to do and be a child of God. That ain't what you do. We spend more time with Christians who ain't going to heaven than we spend with people outside the church who don't even know God because we have not got time to tell them about him. What did Jesus say? I didn't come to save the righteous. I came to save sinners. Some of the best people Members I've ever had at a pastor of over 45 years is those who came off the street. Those who came off the street. <laughs> I was a child that 
that just didn't want. So, so it was naturally easy for me to say, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, sir. I'm going to just say this as someone who's a model. Every time I ask something of Hope Carr, not sometime, every time, her response to me in voice or in text is, yes, ma'am. That's what God wants to hear from us. Why haven't you gone to get to people who don't even know me? Why are you huddled in your church when I told you to go? Can't you just say, yes, Lord? Can't you just be obedient? Yes, 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 Lord. Oh, it's easy for me to say yes, Lord, because it keeps me out of trouble with the Lord. And the Bible says, the beginning of wisdom begins with the fear of God. I just want to do what Jesus says. Don't you? What he says in his word. I can remember when I used to start traveling all over, opening doors for women all over the country, not in United Methodist churches, but there were some, some black churches, mostly the big ones with the educated preachers, were sending for women who had churches. Well, there were very, very few of us back then because the black church hadn't even opened its doors to women. This, this white denomination opened its doors to women now, the white women do okay, but we at the bottom. But we came in anyway. You know why? Because Jesus called us. It's been a difficult path. But Jesus called me. I said, yes. When other people say, God don't call women. <laughs> I said, yes, Lord. When a preacher would say, you can bring your choir, but you can't sit in my pulpit. I say, sing choir. But pastor, no, this is his church. He my brother. I'm going to sit in the congregation. You can't imagine. An article just came out about black women in the United Methodist Church. You can't imagine the things we've had to go through because we're not a man. And yet, Jesus said, and, and God said in the Old Testament, in the last days, oh, I'm just a sign of where God is today. He says, in the last days, I will pour my spirit on all flesh, my sons and my daughters shall prophesy. It's that time. It's that time. It's that time. And it's been everything but a piece of cake. But I said, and I still say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
The Bible says, so the man went and he washed and he came home seeing, oh, this man had suffered for the glory of God to be revealed. And, and when you're suffering for God's glory, oh, glory, he'll give you double for your trouble. You know, we need to tell somebody. We need to say, if I lose all I have, doing what God tells me to do, don't feel sorry for me. <laughs> don't, don't feel sorry for me. Because you need to just know that God is in my life, God is using you and me for his glory. Lord, I'm available. When you say that, that's serious business. It ain't easy being a Christian. It's not always easy saying yes to God when the world says something else. It's not easy preaching his word when people listen but don't do not easy being a Christian. The Bible says it's this obedient man's neighbors and the people who had seen him blind and begging, they asked, isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? And others say, no, it's not him. It just looks like him. <laughs> See, when God is using you, you're just not going to even look like you used to look. Oh, my, my, when God gets through rewarding us for the things that we have done through and with God, God gets ready and able and willing to bless us for the sacrifices that we made. When God gets through making us over, people who were talking and, and boldly said, the man looked up and he said, oh, look. I'm the man. I was blind. And now I can see. Oh, after Jesus worked a miracle in the life of the blind man and gave him sight to see people as this man. They said, what happened? How did you can see? And he told them. He told them the whole story. This man spoke up loud and clear. He said, the man they called Jesus. How many times do we walk up to somebody? The man they called Jesus made some mud, put it on my eyes. Said, then he told me to go to the pool that was a distance away and wash. So I went. And I washed. I did what Jesus told me to do. And then, and then I could see. Oh, hallelujah. He's saying, then I could see when I did what Jesus told me to do. Oh, in other words, I trusted and I obeyed what the Lord told me to do so that I could, could be made whole. Nobody can make you whole. 
for Jesus. And he'll only do it if we are obedient to his word. And we need to tell a whole story about how we made it over. Mine is just, 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 just too long. How did, how did we get here and where, where are we going? How, how are we walking out on faith and trusting the Lord? It was when I was making the most money that God told me to leave the job. It was when I was happy in my work and people loved me and respected me <laughs> that God told me to leave the job. I had even gone out and bought me a Cadillac. I'm black. I come from Africa with gold and diamonds. I, I love expensive things. Oh, yeah. I did. God kept at me. He kept, he kept at me. I said, God, they won't let me be a preacher. I try. I'm not going to try anymore. My dad just passed. That's when God started working again. He said, I wasn't going to bother you while you're taking care of your daddy, but oh, now. Oh, yeah, you got all those fine things now. Oh, yeah, on television, people see you. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Now, I want you now. Have y'all ever seen the repo man? Uh-huh. They came, got my car, they came, got the furniture, had to leave the luxury townhouse, take my kids out of school and put them in a school where no black kids had ever been. Living in a small apartment on campus. And everything had changed. I was in seminary full time, pastoring four churches, raising two kids, all by myself. God said, I got to let you know who it is now. You can't name no person here with you. So you don't have, you know it's me. He's made it clear to me. My mama took my mama, my daddy. Why? Because he wanted me for himself. And they say preachers should not be preaching if they don't have a testimony. I cannot tell you. I cannot tell you what I gave up for God to be here. To be here, I'm not a person who haven't been offered other jobs. I'm not a person that other bishops from other denominations have not called and asked me to come to their denomination. I have, I'm not the kind of pastor that haven't been invited to be on the staff of a mega black church. I'm not that kind of pastor. He gifted me so he could use me. And the gifts were a test of where I was going to use them. People say, why are you still in the United Methodist Church? You're always talking about it. Why are you always? And this is what I'll say. I'll say, because God 
has not released me. Now, does that impress them? Mm -mm. What impresses people today is you saying you did what you want to do. They're not impressed when you say, I'm doing it because God told me to. He won't release me. Obedience to God. Obedience. The Bible says that this obedient man's neighbors and the people who had seen him blind and begging asked, is this the man who used to sit and beg? And others said, no, it just looks like him. <laughs> Beloved, ask yourself the truth. Ask yourself the truth. I've, I've done something, and I, I have a vision from God. And, and I'm just kind of under attack right now. <laughs> Folks want you to do what they want you to do. And not what God wants you to do. And if God asks you to do something, and it's easy, and everybody agrees with you, it wasn't God. And God says, are you bold enough today in your walk with the Lord to just surrender yourself like the blind man did and, and do what the Lord tells you to do so that you can be made whole? All the songwriter says that God wants to know. What if you call me, but you don't feel me near you? Will you, will you trust me? What if I tell you to, to let go of the very thing that you want to hold on to? Will you trust me? God asks us, when all the things around you seem to fade away, will you, will you let go? And will you trust me? God is asking us today, will you stand on my word? God wants the church of Jesus Christ. He has three things. Love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Three or four things. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Then he says, follow. Jesus says, follow me. And if you don't know it, the Bible talks about preachers who don't follow God. Uh, the Bible says we get double for our mess. We get a double whipping. Moses didn't go to the promised land. Because he didn't listen and do what God told him to do. I don't want to be like Moses. See, whether you know it or not, God's going to be harder on me than he is on you. I don't want to be like Moses, listening to the people so much that I get distracted and not do what God tells me to do. 
Go and make disciples of all nations for the transformation of the world. And for those of us who truly love the Lord, our answer is found in another song that says, out of the black church, it says, I'll say, yes, Lord. Yes to your will. And to your way, I'll trust you and obey. When your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart, I'll agree. And my answer will be what? Yes, Lord. Yes. Lord, I give you all the glory for what you've done for me. You fill my life to overflow. And all I have is yours to use any way you choose. You're the Lord of Lords. So how can I say no? I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I'll say yes. I will trust you when to the you Lord. obey. Till your spirit, when your spirit speaks, speaks, to, speaks me, to me, with my whole with heart, my whole heart, I'll, heart agree. I'll agree. And my answer, and my answer will, be will yes. always be Lord, yes. Lord, yes. Lord, yes. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I'll say yes, Lord, yes. I will trust you and obey when your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart I'll agree and my answer will be yes Lord yes hallelujah stand to your feet I'll say yes I'll say yes Lord yes Lord yes to your will to your and, will to, and, your and your to your way, way. I'll say yes I'll say yes Lord yes Lord, yes. I will trust you I'll and trust obey you and when obey. your spirit, when your spirit speaks, to me. speaks to me. In my whole heart, I'll agree, and my answer will be yes, Lord, yes. Yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I'll say yes. Your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart I'll agree and my answer will be yes Lord yes Hallelujah you have to make a commitment today if you're a child of God if you join the church of Jesus Christ the church is being tested today we'll never go back to who we were I hear all the time what used to be. I'm sure God blessed you then for what used to be. But used to be is not today. We can't live off of the things we did yesterday because God is looking at us to do things this day. This day. This day.
The church is the most resistant place when it comes to change. And yet everything must change. And yet God says, I'm doing a new thing. Can't you see it? I'm doing a new thing. And I say, God, in a few weeks, I'll be 80 years old. And whatever you want to do with me, have your way. I wouldn't still be here and you wouldn't still be here if he was through with us. Somehow the God we serve trusts us enough to be here at just such a time. There may be those of you who may be watching somewhere. Because see, the honest truth is a lot of church people haven't come back to the church. A lot, a lot of church people, when things changed and didn't go their way, don't come to church. God can't have his way, which means they're just not Christians. No excuses today. These are some serious times, beloved. Let's focus on nobody but Jesus. So for those of you who do not belong to Jesus, I invite you to come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Because in the last days, when the rubber hits the road, God will have his way. And God will Judge each and every one of us. Don't play with him. Don't, don't play with God. Just do what Jesus says to do. Did open a way 
Y'all don't even want to watch it on the video. No excuses. God's blessing those homes who sit down in front of the video. It's those who just don't do any of it. <laughs> no church. Has to be church. Has to be Jesus. And so now I bless you in the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And for those of you who are not a member of God's church, please become one for your sake. Become one. Let the church say,